Today's daf is Kedushin daf Tesvav, and we are 24 lines from the bottom of daf Yud Dalid Amid Beis Uman Tana Delo Yalef Socher Socher. Today's daf is being learned Leilu Nishmas Feigaleya Bas Yaakov Zev and Leilu Nishmas Chaya Esther Bas Shmuel Meir. So yesterday, at the end of the daf, the end of the daf portion of the daf. We began a new sugya, really a new chapter in Mesechtis Kedushin, the sugya of Avodim. We ran through the first Gemara a little bit quickly, and as promised, we have to go back and give, albeit a super high level introduction to the sugya of Avodim. So first things first, not all Avodim were created equally. In other words, when you talk about avodim in the context of halacha, you have to ask yourself a few questions. Number one, are you discussing an Eved Ivri? Are you discussing an Eved Knani? Are you discussing an Ome Ivriya? Are you discussing a Shivcha Knanis? An Eved Ivri is a Yid whose mother is Jewish and he was sold into slavery. That Yid has a Din Eved, however, he falls into the parasha of an Eved Ivri. An Eved Knani is an Eni Yehudi, he's a non-Jew, that was sold into slavery to a Yid. He too has a parasha of Avadim that's governed by the Torah. The most unique halacha of the Eved Knani is that he becomes a Yisrael B'miktas. He goes through a partial conversion process. An Eved is a Jewish girl, again, her mother's Jewish. She is a regular Jewish girl who was sold into slavery. A Shifcha Knanis is a non-Jewish girl that was sold into slavery. So the Evid Ivri and the Yom Evriya are Yidin. The Evid Knani and the Shifcha Knanis are not Yidin. It's a little tricky because the Evid Knani and the Shifcha Knanis become quasi-Yidin when they become Avadim. But the point is that the Evid Ivri and the Yom Evriya were born Yidin. The Evid Knani and the Shifcha Knanis were born as Akum. And from a Hilchis Avodim perspective, they're Avodim, they're discussed in the Tereshav Iksav, they're discussed in the Tereshav Alper, they're discussed in the first paragraph of Kedushin, but at the same time, fundamentally different. Now, the sugi that we're going to learn now, for the next week or so, is primarily going to focus on the Evet Ivri and the Amma Ivriya. So just to drill down on that a little bit better. Within Evet Ivri, there are several subcategories. Number one, an Evet Ivri can become an Evet Ivri if he sells himself into slavery. He has no money, doesn't know what to do, so he decides he's going to get a job albeit a, an eccentric job. He's going to literally sell himself into slavery and it's an arrangement that's going to make sense for him financially. A person could become an Eved Ivri because Bezdin sold him. The classic case would be where this man stole money from somebody. He has no money to be able to pay whatever it is he's to pay. So Bezdin will force him into slavery so that now he'll pay up his loan by doing his community service. But the point is that both of these people are quote-unquote Eved Ivris, but fundamentally different from a halachic perspective. You would think, what's the difference if he sold himself or if Bezdin sold him? We'll see. Machlik is Tanom, right at the onset of today's daf, 
that according to some, the Shulchan Aruch of an Eved Ivri that sold himself into slavery and the Shulchan Aruch of an Eved Ivri that was sold by Bezin were completely different, literally, mi Mizrach Lamayrev. We know there's a concept of a Nirtza. We saw it already in the Mishnah. That's an Eved Ivri who was able to go free and he decided, he wants to remain an Eved. He is an Eved Ivri, but because of the fact that he chose voluntarily to extend the term of his avdos. He went through the parsha of becoming a nirtza. His shulchan aruch is also very unique. Additionally, an eved ivri could be sold to a yid. That's the conventional case of an eved ivri. An eved ivri could also be sold to an oved kechafen. And the Torah actually has psukim in the Torah that discuss the eved ivri that was sold to the oved kechafen. And in the end of the daf. We'll already see some of the Teresh Peh where the halachas of an Eved Ivri that's sold to Yisrael are different than the halachas of an Eved Ivri that's sold to an Eved Kechavim. So again, Eved Ivri, Amavriya, Eved Knani, Shevchaknanis. Within Eved Ivri, there's a Macharatzmai, there's a Machru Bezden, there's a Nirza. Was he Nimker to Yisrael? Was he Nimker to Eved Kechavim? There's so many different variables, and as a result, it makes for a little bit of confusion, but at the same time, Kiyodua, the sugi of Avadim, certainly from a London's perspective, is considered from the most gishmakas sugis in Shas. Now, in the Teresh of Iksav, the parasha of Avadim is mentioned three times. The most famous one is in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. Anyone that ever learned Chinesh Rashi in his life knows that right in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim, you learn all the Rashis and all the Drushes and all the Chazals related to Avadim, many of which come from the Gemaras that we're going to learn this week. The Parshas of Avadim is also mentioned in Parshas Bahar, and then in Mishnah Torah, it's Ibege Chazret again, and that's in Parshas Rei. Now, the truth is, if we were going to learn today's daf like a mensch, we would have to go through these psukim slowly and really become familiar with some of the nuances. Anything short of that is malpractice. Stating that, we do what we do. And we're going to have to go through this a lot quicker than we would like. But I think as an introduction, although it's technical, it's kedai to just very, very, very quickly go through some of these psukims, at least when we see them in the course of the daf, we'll have a little bit of shaykhis, we'll feel somewhat comfortable with all these different limudim that are going to be thrown in our direction. So the first parish of Avodim that's mentioned in the Torah is in Parshas Mishpatim. The Pasuk says, Ki sikna evidivri, somebody will acquire an evidivri, sheishon miyapin, the evid should work for you for six years, ubashfiyas yeitzei lachav shechinam. And then, at the end of the six years, meaning in the seventh year, he should go free. Now Rashi speaks out, in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim, that when the Pasuk says, Ki Sikne, it means, Miyad Bezdin, Shemachru Bignevasi, that this Parsha of Avadim is talking specifically about an Eved Ivri, that's Mephurish in the Torah, Ki Sikne Eved Ivri, but also Ki Sikne, he was sold against his will, Bezdin sold. What happened? He stole money, couldn't pay up, and as a result, you'll work to pay up what it is you owe. And the Torah says immediately, but he works for six years, in the seventh year, he automatically goes free. The Pasuk says, and begapa yava, begapa If this man wasn't married, then begapa his Odin has no right to give him a wife. If, however, he was a Baal Isha, this man was married, then the halach is that if his master wants to 
give him a wife, he has a right to do so. Now, what's the nature of this wife? So it's evident from the next passage. Any children that this evidently is going to have from the wife that was given to him are going to remain by the Adon. And we see from here that this wife that the Adon has a right to give the evidently is a shivcha knanis. And this is a very big Kiddush because an evidently is a regular yid and a yid can't marry a shivcha knanis. Stating that, one of the chidushim in the parish of Avadim is, notice the Torah mentioned it by the evid that was sold by Bezdin, is that this evidently can marry a shivcha knanis and as a result, any children that he's going to have, the yichas goes based on the mother, yeah, he's going to go out by himself, but at the same time, that's the way this works. What happens if after six years, the Evet says, I don't want to go free. If he decides at the end of the six years, you know something, I have a family, I'm very happy, this life's pretty good. I don't want to go free. He's allowed to, but at the same time, there's a process that has to happen. His ear gets drilled with the Marzea, and after that, he works forever, which the Gemara is going to say is not really forever. He's going to work until Yavel. Either way, this is the first parasha of Avadim that's mentioned in the Torah. The Pasuk continues. What happens if a man decides that he wants to sell his daughter as an Oma of Ria? is a little bit different. Then the Torah goes on and says that there's a mitzvah for the Adoin or his son to marry this girl, a mitzvah that's known as Yiyud, which is going to be discussed later this week. And then the Pasuk says regarding this Amma Evriah, the Yatzachinam Ein Kasef, that she goes free at some point, Ein Kasef, Again, she goes free. We already saw the Gemara earlier in the Masechta and Daftal and Aleph that the Gemara Darshan, that this Pasuk teaches me that an Amr can only be sold when she's a Ketana and as soon as she becomes a Naira, as soon as she brings Simonim, at that point, she automatically goes free. So the first parish of Avadim is in the beginning of parish of Meshpatim. It talks about an Eved Ivri. It talks about an Amr of Ria. Naturally, they were sold to Yidin. The Eved Ivri that the Torah talks about is an Eved Ivri that was sold by Bezdin. And the Torah mentions the halacha of he works for six years. The Torah talks about the idea that the Odin could be Moisel and And the Torah even mentions the concept of the Nirza, who is which means up until Yevod. Then the Torah mentions the Amma of Ria. The Torah says, as it relates to the Amma of Ria, you have the mitzvah of Yiyud. Additionally, as soon as she brings Simonim, she is going to go free. Moving along to Parshas Bahar. The Torah says, If you can have a brother, and he's going to be poor. And he's going to decide on his own that he wants to sell himself to you. This is an Eved Ivri who became an Eved Ivri not because somebody forced him to be sold, but he decided on his own that he wants to come work for another year. Allah has to be very sensitive to him and don't overwork him. You should treat him like a worker. And he should work for you until... When Yoibel comes, him and his family shall leave. You should go back home. And the reason you have to be sensitive to the evidence is because really Yidin are all Avadim, even the Adain is an Evid. Therefore, you can't just sell him and treat him like a regular Evid. 
Then the Pasuk continues, and the Pasuk says, That if you want to go now and purchase an Eved from the Goyim, that's also something you can do. That's also something you can do. And that parsha, which we don't need for now, is the parsha of the Eved Kanani. So in Parshish Bahar, it begins with the Eved Ivri, that sold himself, as opposed to in Parshish Meshvatim, where he was sold by Bezin. We go from there to the Eved Kanani. The next passage says, What would be if one of the Goyim that live in your midst becomes a Gvir? And your brother, the Yid, is an Araman. And then the Yid was sold to the Oyvid Kechavim. This is the Eved that's Nimkel Oyvid Kechavim. So the passage says, After he sold, you should try to redeem him. Make a Pala meeting. Do anything you could do to try to get him out. And one of his brothers should try to redeem him. And I die, his first cousin, Yigaleno. I'm a share, sorry, I'm a mishpachta, Yigaleno. Someone from the mishpacha, I see, Goyadai, the name, somebody should try to bail him out. And when you bail him out, the chishivim koneo, mishnasi, machrele, achnasayo, you should try to figure out how many years there are remaining in the term. Groin Kesef, that whole Indian that we've spoken about. If there's a lot of years remaining, that should be factored into how you determine how much money you need to reimburse him. And if there's a little bit of money remaining, then and then the Pasik ends with one mysterious Pasik that the Gemara is going to dash in today's Dav. And if you don't do this, then him and his family should go out beyovel. What exactly that means, the Gemara is going to discuss. So the second parasha of Avadim, again, this is very technical, but it's impossible to start the Dav without a little bit of an introduction, is here in Parashas Bahar. And really the parasha of Avadim and Parashas Bahar is really made up of three parashiyas. And the three parashiyas are, number one, the Eved Ivri that sold himself, number two, the Eved Kenani, and number three, the Eved Ivri that was sold to an Eved Kechon. The third parasha is a Mishnah Torah, that's in Parashas Re'eh. The Pasuk says, Ki ha'ivri. Ha'ivri, oh. And Rashi says, Ki means, Al this parsha is a second parsha that talks about an epidemic that was sold by Bezim. Then Rashi asks the Kasha, I understand. Didn't we already talk about this in Parshas Meshbatim? So Rashi says, yeah. There's two chedushim that are going to be in this here in this parsha, and it's because of those two chedushim that we're mentioning here. Now the Emesis Mishnah Torah is Chazorah Sashir anyways, but here there's going to be chedushim in the parsha that weren't mentioned in Parshas Meshbatim, and that's why we're talking about this now. So really when you learn Parshas Mishpatim, you're supposed to jump to Parshas Re'eh, and you're supposed to learn this parsha. It's very, very pertinent. Because there's two chedushim that come from these psukim that you really don't have in Parshas Mishpatim. Either way, the Torah says, number one, this Eved Ivri, or the Amma Ivri, should work for you for six years, and in the seventh year, then the Pasuk says, When you send out your Eved, You can't just send him out for free. Rather, he gets a severance package. You should send him out for a Why? 
Because when the Yidim were Avadim and they left Mitzrayim, they left Bechosh Gadol. Because you're supposed to remember, and they left Bechosh Gadol. And then the Pasuk says, What will be if at the end of six years the Evans going to tell you, I don't want to leave. We know this already. When you send the Ebed away, it shouldn't be hard for you to do it. Because remember that this Ebed worked for you, but it didn't just work for you. Mishnah is a lotion of Lecha Mishnah. Two chalas, right? He worked for you double. And if you do this, you're going to be Zoycha to tremendous bracha. So what's the last parish of Avadim? That's in Parashas Re'eh. And in Parashas Re'eh, the Torah is talking again about the Ebed, even in the Amr of Riyah, that were sold. Machmas Knevasoi. I, why are you mentioning this? This is, this is something that was already mentioned. It's true. Mipneshnei Dvarim Shenaschat Shukan that we're going to get into, Be'ezer Hashem. But the bottom line is, is that we have three parashiyas in the Torah that talk about Avodim. We have the parashna in parashas Meshpatim, the one that everybody knows. That parasha talks about in Evid Ivri that was Nimkar Big Nevasai, Machru Bezdin, and the parasha of the Amma of Ria. We have Parshas Bahar, which again is one parasha, but it's made up really of three parashas. Number one, the Evid Ivri that sold himself. Number two, the Evid Kanani. And number three, the Evid Ivri that was sold to an Evid Yechavim. And the third parasha, which is a Mishnah Torah, is Parshas Re'eh. And that talks again about the Evid Ivri that was sold through Bezdin. Also talks about the Amma of Ria. And really it's Chazorah Sashir. And the only reason it was mentioned was This is the super duper high level introduction to the Parsha of Avod. Now as it relates to where we're holding in the daf right now. So the Mishnah began Eved Ivri Nikna Bekasafu Bishtar. And the Gemara asked the kasha of Masechtis Kedushin, and that is Kasa Manol. How do you know that in Eved Ivri is Nikna Bekasa? So what emerged from the Cheshman of the Gemara was as follows. That in Eved Ivri, that's Nimker Lo'eva Kechavim, it's Mufurish in the Torah, that he's Nimker Bekasa, because the Pasuk says that when Doi Doi Ben Doi Doi comes to redeem him, he should redeem him Mikasef Miknasai, clearly implying that he was Niknas Bekasef. As it relates to a Machru Bezdin, the Gemara said, that I also know. That is Nimke Bekasev. And the reason is because in Amavri, I know was Nikna Bekasev. I learned that from the Hefta, the parish of Geroin Kasev. And I have a Hekish between the Evid Ivri that was Nimke Al Yedei Bezdin and the Amavriya. What's my Hekish? Parshas Re'eh. Right, we just went through these psukim. So this is the Hekish between the Evid Ivri and the Amavriya. And which. Parshas is Parshas Re'eh. And we said three times Parshas Re'eh is what? Is talking about the Nebedivri that was Nimka Ali Bezin. So it's before Shem the Torah that Nebedivri that's Nimka Ali Bezin is Iskish Lamavriya. So not Amaravriya. We know it's Niktis Bekasnev. So, so too, the Eved Ivri, that's Nimka Yidei Bezdin, will be Nikna Bekasnev. The question is, what about the Machar Atzma? What about the Eved Ivri that was sold to a Yid, not a guy, and he sold himself? He wasn't Nimkai De Bezdin. That Eved Ivri, we don't have a Hekish anywhere to Amavriya. So the question is, how do you know that that Eved Ivri is Niknas Bekasev? Now, Mechatesi is, because the Mishnah says Eved Ivri Niknas Bekasev. So it sounds like all three Eved Ivris are Niknas Bekasev. So, Shtelsach Teshayla, how do you know that? So the Gemara said, I'll tell you, I know it. Asya Socher Socher. There's Xer Shava that's between the parasha of the Eved Ivri that is Nimkar Al Yedei Bezdin to the Eved Ivri. That is 
Nimker al Now, what's the Xerus Shavu? So the Posik says in Parashas Bahar, Now, Parashas Bahar is talking about an evidivri that was Nimker to Yisrael al And the Torah uses the word Ketoshev. So if it says, I'm sorry, so it says the word Socher. Now by Machru, Bezdin, it also says the word Socher. That was the very, very last Pasuk in Parashat Re'eh, in the last Parashat. So the Torah mentions the word Socher by uh, evidently that sold himself. And the Torah mentions the word Sacher by an evidently that was sold by Yedei Bezin. And just like the evidently that sold by Yedei Bezin, we know his nick this because of how do I know that from the Hekish Tom of Rio? So, so too, the evidently that sold himself is also going to be Niknas Bekasef. So what is the Makar then that Evadivri is Nikna Bekasef? If he sold to a guy, it's Mikasef Miknasai. If Bezdin sold him, it's learned out from the Hekish Tom of Ria. And if he sold himself, it's learned out from Xerashov, a Sacher Sacher, from the Evadivri that was sold Ayyadeh Bezdin. That is where we pick up today's Zaf. Says the Gemara that although it's true, that there is a Manda Omar that holds, actually one more point, that Darshan's Sacher Sacher, but there was a Manda Omar that didn't Darshan Sacher Sacher. Right? The end of yesterday's after the last line. There is a Manda Omar that didn't Darshan Sacher Sacher. So the Gemara says, according to that Manda Omar, who doesn't Darshan Sacher Sacher, so how does he know then that in every that sold himself is Niknas Bekasev? So the Gemara says that there is an extra Vav that is Mechaber, the Parsha of the... Eved Ivri, that was Nikness to a guy, and the Eved Ivri that sold himself, and we learn from there that just like the Eved Ivri that's Nikness to a guy is Nikness Pekasev, so to the Eved Ivri that sells himself is going to be Nikness Pekasev as well. So the Gemara now is going to immediately digress. I mean, it's not a digression because we're going to stay very much on topic here, but at the same time, we just mentioned that there are two opinions with regards to whether or not we darshan sacher sacher or we don't darshan sacher sacher. There was a man that had exeris shavas sacher sacher between a machru bezdin and a machar atzmai, and there's a man that doesn't darshan the sacher sacher. And the entire avoid of today's daf again minus the digression, but the entire avoid mitchila v'atzoyf daf really ends on daf tezayin amaralif. We'll see if we last that long, but if we can make it to the finish line, so the entire avoid of the daf is going to be to answer this question. Uman Tana the loyal of Sacher Sacher. Who is the Tana in Shaz that doesn't hold that there's Xerish Shava between the two parishes of Avodim? And just to appreciate it, if there's Xerish Shava Sacher Sacher, that means that even though there's independent, distinct parishes that talk about an Evadivri that's Nimker, Ayyadei Bezdin versus Nimker, Ayyadei Atzmai, but Xerish Shava puts them all together and in Meshivan Al Xerish Shava. So sometimes. But if that's the case, that would make these two parishes very much one. If, however, there's no such Xerish of us, so this parashal and that parashal So this is a fundamental question, and it's definitely worth a daf and shas, you think. And this is what the Gemara is going to try to figure out. Who is the Tana, let's put a name to the face, who does not hold of this Xerish of us, so there is such a Tana. Who is that Tana? And the Gemara is going to take three cracks at it. First is this First Gemara, man, Tana of Loyal of Sacher Sacher. Who is the Tana that doesn't hold the Gzair Shabbos Sacher Sacher? So, the Gemara, Hai Tana was the following Tana, the Tanya, we learned to the Braisa, a Geshmaka Braisa, a Mechratzmoy, an Evid, every that sells himself as an Evid, Nimkoloshesh, he's only sold for six years, the Yasser Alshesh. But if he makes a Tanai, he can 
be sold for even more than six years. So if, when he sells himself, he makes a tonight. He says, you know something? I want to be sold for more. The buyer wants to buy him for more than six years. That's something that you're allowed to do. Machru Bezin. However, an evidence that was sold by Bezin, it has to be for six years. He can't make any tnoyin. It's not something you're allowed to do. Someone in Nirza. Someone that's Meichratzme, he doesn't have the parish of Nirza. Machru Bezin Nirza. The price says, Machru Bezin, he does have a Nirza. Meichratzme, Imanikanloi. Someone that's Meichratzme, he doesn't get Hanukkah. He doesn't get the severance package. Machru Bezin, Manikanloi. If Bezin sold him, he does get the severance package. If somebody sells himself as an Ebed Ivri, his master doesn't have the ability to give him a Shifcha Kenanis. Machru Bezdin, Moiser, Rabbi Moiser, Shifcha Kenanis. If Bezdin sold him, he can't. So the Bryce says, four chilukim between a Moiser Ratzmoy and a Machru Bezdin. Number one, could you make it tonight that I want to work for longer than six years? A Moiser Ratzmoy can. A Moiser Al Yedei Bezdin cannot. Is there a parish of Nirza? Moiser Ratzmoy doesn't have the parish of Machru Bezdin does. What about Hanukkah? Moiser Ratzmoy, no Hanukkah. Machru Bezdin does have Hanukkah. Could Rabbi be Moiser Le Shifcha Kenanis? Moiser Ratzmoy, no. Machru Bezdin, yeah. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Lozner Oimer, Rabbi Lozner says, Zevizeh, in a Nimke Elashesh. I disagree. Sayyam Machar. Bezdin and Sai and Machar Atzmoy are both sold for six years only. They both have a parish of Nitzah. They both have a parish of Anakinah. And both of them's master can give them a, a Shifcha Knanis. So we have a Machloikis regarding four halachas. For sure they relate to a Machru Bezdin. What about to a Machar Atzmoy? What's the Machloikis over here? This is probably the Machloikis. Tanakama, lo Yalav, Sachar, Tanakama held that all four of these dinim that the Brisa mentioned are mentioned in the Torah by a Machru Bezdin. They're not mentioned by a Machar Atzmoy. And... There's no way to learn one from the other. As a result, they're going to relate only to a machru bezdin, not to a machar atzma. If a rabbi loza, yalav, sacher, sacher. Whereas rabbi loza does learn the gzeir shavah, sacher, sacher. And because he has the gzeir shavah, sacher, sacher. So the two parishes are merged. They're one and the same. And as a result, all the dinim that relate to one relate to the other. So the Gemara says, man tanu de lo yalav, sacher, sacher. It's the tanakam of this price. That if you have all these differences between a machar atzma and a machru bezdin, must be there's no gzeir shavah that put them together. So the Gemara, amr av taviyoyim, mishmeid abaya. But av taviyoyim, he said in the name of abaya, it's not much. By the way, nothing. Now, I am related raid by it's Barav Tavyoimi. If that name rings a bell, it's because we had a Kishmaka raid by it in the end of Masechtis Nadarim, a long time ago, regarding Rav Tavyoimi, where there were, the Shlah HaKadosh brings a certain tefillah, and the tefillah was composed by Tavyoimi and the Chesam Sofer and the Tshuva. The Tshuva was written to Ramash. He mentions the tefillah of the Shlah, and he says it was written by the Amoira Rav Tavyoimi. Ayin Kedushin, Yodalon Amadeis. That it was an Amoira called Rav Tavyoimi. But others were chaylik with the Chesam Seifer, and they said that really the tefillah wasn't written by an Amoira. It was written by one of the Rishonim, Rav Yontif Lipman Milhoisen. He's the author of a Sefer called Sefer Hanitzachin, and he used to sign his name Tavyoimi, and he wrote many tefillahs. He was a Talmud of the Baal Baruch Sha'amar, Ayan, the related raid bites. But either way, that's super aga after today's stuff. So Amr Rav Tavyoimi Mishmei, the Abaya. So Rav Tavyoimi said in the name of Abaya, the Kuli, I'm a Yalav Socher Socher. I'll tell you everybody all side. The Tanakam Sai Rebbe Loza holds the Xerish of a Socher Socher. And if that's the case, as it relates to, let's say, learning Kenyan Kesef, you could learn Kenyan Kesef by a Machar Atzmoy from a Machru Bezim. What's Machloikis over here? They're arguing about Machloikis, about specific Psukim, meaning each one of these four halachas, the reason the Tanakama holds that they apply only to Machru Bezim, not to Machar Atzmoy, it's based on 
Miyutim. How so? My Tana Kama, Tana Kama Dome Mechir Atzma Nimkil Sheish V'yasr Al Sheish. What's the reason that Tana Kama holds that a Mechir Atzma can make a Tanai and he can be sold even for more than six years whereas a Mechir Ubezdin can't? And again, what's the Kasha? That a Vifli, you have a Gzeir Shava Socher Socher so you need a good reason to get out of it. So the, it says the Gemara, Tana Kama holds Miyat Rachmona Gabi it's because there's a special miut in the parasha of Machru Bezdin that only the Machru Bezdin has to be sold for six years. But a Macharat can't not. What's the miut? It says, He's going to work for you. You that bought the Eved from Bezdin, as opposed to another Eved, not. The Idoch and the other man, Rabbi Lazar, who doesn't hold of this miut, he does hold of the Xerish Shava. He darshans differently. Yeah, there's a good deal over for you, but it's the It's coming to teach me that an Eved Ivri works for the person that bought the Eved Ivri. But let's say he dies, his Yarshim don't Yarshim. Now Rashi quotes a Gemara coming up. Up in the next few dafin that says that don't take this out of context. Sounds a little bit like inevitably doesn't go over Birusha. It's not true. It doesn't go over Birusha Kesedar Hanachlis. Meaning, if the, if the other would die and leave over a son, the son would Yarshan Davidivri. If, however, he leaves over a daughter or a brother, the whole Arichos and Parishas Pinchas by the Bnei Slavchad, that's not something that we that would apply. But the bottom line is, Vavotcha is not coming to be Mema'it Sheishan, but it's coming to be Mema'it Veloyliyarish Veidcha. And the other, Manda Amar, what's he going to do with Avotcha? We're just getting started here. Something Gemara says, Avotcha. It says Avodcha twice, and because it says Avodcha twice, so that's the basis to darshan both. I could darshan number one, Veloyli Yorish, and number two, I could darshan Dafka, Machru Bezdin, and not a Machar Atzma. Where does it say Avodcha a second time? The Torah says, when you send out your Ebed Ivri, don't feel bad. Because he worked for you double. So it says over there, Oh, so that Avotcha is the second Avotcha where I can learn both Allah. So what does Rabbi Lazar do with the other Avotcha? That's not coming to teach me anything. That's just coming to be Mephias to Adon. Right? We're trying to tell him, I understand your heart's racing a little bit. This is not easy for you. But at the same time, let him free. It's the right thing to do. I'm telling you. So it's not coming to teach me a drasha. It's coming to teach me something else. So the bottom line is, is made to the if that's the case, why is it that Davka Machru Bezin has to be for six years, but a Machar Atzmi could be even for Yasser Al Sheish? It's because there's a mute Va'avot Chosh. It doesn't just say it once, it says it twice. And from the second Avot Chosh, at the end of Chosh, we learn this Hajosh. Zok to Gemar, my time is Tanakam Adam Machar Atzmi in and it's the Tanakhama said that a Machru Bezdin has the parish of Nirza. Macharatzmai does, Rabbalaza was chaylech. Now, Bishloima, if there's no Gzerushava Sacha Sacha, okay, there's no way to learn Macharatzmai from Machru Bezdin. The term mentions the parish of Nirza twice, and both times it says it by the Machru Bezdin. Mishpatim and the Mishnah Tayyar again in Re'eg. But it never says it by the Macharatzmai. But if you're going to tell me that there's Gzerushava, so why not? So says the Gemara again, who's talking, Rav Tavyoimi, in the name of Abai? He said, the Makar is, because Mid, Mid, Rachman, Gabba, Machru Bezdin, because if you look at in the parish of Makru Bezin, it says, Verotza Adoinov es Oznoi b'Marzea. And we learn from there, Oznoi Shaloi, Tafke, his ear. What do you mean his? His, this Ebed that was sold by Bezin. But somebody was Meicher his ear does not get drilled. The Edoch. What does 
Rabbi Lazar, who doesn't hold of this mir, he says, no, the Gzeir Shavah Sacher Sacher isn't a fact to teach me Nitzah. What does he do with Ozna? He, Gzeir Shavah, who does? Coming to teach me a different Gzeir Shavah. The time you learned to the Bryce, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, the Ritzia Shiva, Shiva, Oizim, Yimonis. How do you know that the Venirza, the Ritzia, had to be the right ear? It says Oizim over here by the Nirza, and it says Oizim over there by the Mitzayra. Ma'alahalan Yamin, just like over there, the halacha of the ear of the Mitzayra, whatever that halacha is. But what we need to know is, it's the rechta ur, right? It's the right ear. So afkan yamin. So over here, we know it's the right ear. So I need the word oznoi to teach me something else. It's not coming to me v'itoch and kein leimakro oizen. The Tanakam agrees that I need the word oznoi for the gzeir shava, but it could have said oizen. My oznoi, oh oznoi. I'm coming from the vav, not coming from the word. I'm coming from the vav. V'itoch and we baile oznoi baile oznoi. Rabbi says no. The vav is also taken. The word is taken and the vav is taken. The vav is teaching me dafke his ear and not her ear. Meaning, Amavriya uh, doesn't have a parsha of nirza the idach. What does the Tanakama say to that? Nafkalei mi ve'im yoimar ho'eved. Ho'eved v'loyama. He knows it from the fact that the Pasuk says ve'im yoimar ho'eved. He knows already that Amavriya uh, doesn't have a parish of nirza. So Oznoi must be coming to teach me this halacha v'idach. No. Im yoimar ho'eved, I need for something else. To teach me that the only time an Eved could become a nirza is before his term finishes. If while he's still in Eved, he says a hafti and he gives the whole marocha, that's when this works. But once he's always Eved anymore, it doesn't work anymore. V'idach. The other man says, no, I learned that from that Pasuk as well. But I know that from Eved it didn't have to say an extra hey. The idach eved or eved loy darsh doesn't darsh an eved or eved. But the bottom line is a lot of back and forth. But loyim again the Tanakhama holds the big zera shavah sacher sacher. The reason a moicher atzmoy is not near it says because it's a miut. What's the miut? It says oznoi. It's the vav, and we learn from there oznoi shneloi v'loy oznoi shal moicher atzmoy. Says the Gemara Vaiter, my time in the Tanakhama, the Moicher Atzma, Iman Nikenloi. What's the Shana the Tanakhama that holds that a Moicher Atzma is Iman Nikenloi? So the third of the four halachas Rabbi Lazen Tanakhama debated was whether a Moicher Atzma has Anaka or doesn't have Anaka. So again, Pasha, you say Rabbi Lazen holds his Anaka, his Gzeir Shavasachasach, even though it's not mentioned by Moicher Atzma, but I learned it from Machru Bezen. Tanakhama doesn't hold of Sachasach, but the Gemara said, Rabbi Taviyoim, you said the name of Bayim, no, the Kuliyah, everyone's Moicher is under Gold Sachasach. Okay, so why does a Moicher Atzma not get Anaka? So the, not get Hanukkah. So the Gemara says, and it's because there's a miut in the Pashman of Rubezin. It says, Hanik, Hanik, Loi, easy. Loi, Veloi, Yarsha. To teach me that the Evan himself gets Hanukkah, but let's say the Evan, if he would die, then his Yarshim would not get Hanukkah. So the Gemara says, why not? Yarshim, am I Loi? Socher, Kai, Rachmana. The Torah refers to the Evid as a Sacher, you think? That's what we're discussing now. The Gzairi Shava Sacher Sacher. And what's a Sacher? A Sacher is a worker, right? That's the whole point of the Pasuk. Treat him like a Sacher. And Ma Sacher Pulasad Yarshav. Somebody works for you and then he dies. Kamuvin, the wages go over to the Yarshim. Safai Pulasad Yarshav. There's no reason the Yarshim shouldn't get it. Ella, you have to say, Loi is coming to be mind something else. Not Loi Veloi the Yarshav, but rather Loi Veloi Lebal that you can't give it to his balchai. Meaning, what would be if the Evid Ivri owed somebody money? It certainly sounds like he might. He's an Evid Ivri, right? And the Adoin, instead of giving the Hanukkah to the Evid Ivri, wants to give it 
to someone that the Evet Ivri owes money to. What we know as Shibuda de Rabnos. Would that work or would that not work? So, Tigmar Rabbalazah says, Loy is coming to tell me there's no Shibuda de Rabnos. Because Baalma, we know Rabbanos is Allah time. How do you know that if Ruben owes Shimon a money? And Shimon owes Levi a money. So, that Allah is that Levi can go to Ruben. We learn from that Pasik that Allah Shibuda de Rabnos. So, I would have thought that maybe the Shibuda de Rabnos when it comes to Anaka as well. That's what Loi is coming to teach me that there is a vi'idach, the Tanakama, who uses Loi to be mema'it, that a moicher atzmai doesn't have anaka. Why doesn't he use Loi to tell me there's no shibuda de Rabnasan? So the Gemara says, because he never holds like Rabnasan. So if there's no such Rabnasan, so I don't need a pasik in this parish to tell me that there's no Rabnasan. As a result, the word Loi is extra to teach me the halacha. That a meicher atzmoi does not have anaka. Now the fourth and final halacha. My time at the time of the meicher atzmoi, the fourth point that Rabbi Lozen the Chaman debated was whether a meicher atzmoi gets a shivcha kenanis or whether the other can give him a shivcha kenanis. In the parish in the Torah, it's only by the machru best. Rabbi Lozen darshin sacher sacher. Tanakama said no, pasha because he doesn't darshin sacher sacher. But Rav Tavioimi, in the name of Abayis, said he does darshin sacher sacher. Okay, so there has to be a reason. Explain to me, please, if there's exayr shav a sacher sacher, why is it that the meicher atzmoi ain't Rabbi Moisle shivcha kenanis? So the Gemara says miut rachman agabi machru bezdin. Right, we get the gist. It's because there's a miut in the parish of machru bezdin. What does it say? Again, this guy who was sold by Bezdin, he can get a Shifcha Kananis. But otherwise, not the Edoch. And Rabbi Lazar, who doesn't hold it a meat, he says, and I don't know of any Miyutan. It says Loi. Loi sounds like a bona fide meat. Loi Balkarcha. It's coming to teach me something else. It's coming to teach me that if the other wants to give the Ebed Ivri a Shifcha Kananis, even if he doesn't want it, the evidence that is, still he can force him into it. V'idach. How does Tanakhama know that? Not from Loi. V'chimishna schar socher. Nafki learns it from the Pasik of Kimishna schar socher. The time we learned to the Braisa. Kimishna schar socher avodcho. And we learn from there, socher in a yoyved el bayoyim. Evid ivri yoyved bein bayoyim u bein balayla. Meaning, the Pasik makes a big deal about the fact that in Evid Ivri he should get a knock. Don't feel bad when you let him go. You know why? Because he didn't just work for you. He worked for you double. Double of what? Double of a sacher. What's a sacher? Sacher is a pile. So a sacher works nine to five. He works double nine to five. So where is the double? So the price says a sacher only works by day. But in Evid Ivri is Oyved, Bain Bayoim, Ubain Balayla. Faith the Gemara, could that be? He works at night. Wait, you ladder literally make this man work round the clock? And we learn from here. Right, you have to take good care of your Evid. The Gemara says, we're going to see a lot about that coming up. But the bottom line is, is that there's no way you can make him work around the clock. From Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Mikan, from this Pasuk we learn, You see from here that the Odin has a right to give a Shifcha Knanis. Now, it sounds a little bit like you could do it Balkarcha, right? Because it sounds like it's like a Maisa Abdus. He worked you by day, worked you by night. If he has a choice not to take the Shifcha Knanis, so where's the Mishnah Schar Maybe he didn't want it. It sounds like that's part and parcel of what he signed up for when he became an Ebbets. I know already Balkarcha. So if I know Balkarcha, I don't need to learn Balkarcha from Loi. I learn Loi to teach me that a Moichar Atzmai ain't Rabbi Moisel Shifcha Knanis. But the Gemara says, Vidak Rabbi says, not Muchach from there. Because Imi Yosin, even though it's true, you have a Bosk, have a Minal Minimidaita. If Midas, he agreed, it comes out that he was talking working Mishnah Schar Sacher. But Balkarcha. Maybe you talk, don't have a right to force him, Kamash Malan. 
Therefore, I need loy to teach me, I feel about karche, and I don't have loy, says Rabbi Loza, to teach me that a moicher atzmoi ain't rabbi moicher shivcha kananis. This concludes the Gemara's first attempt to try to find man hai tana, who is the tana that doesn't hold of the gzera shava of sacher sacher. The Gemara thought it was the tana kama in the b'raisa that mentions four machloikasin, tanoim, Rabbi Lazar and the tana kama, with regards to the demon of the Meicher Atzmei. There's four halachas that the Torah makes a big deal about regarding the Makru Beslin, and there was a debate whether it applied to the Meicher Atzmei as well, or whether it didn't. Number one, could a Meicher Atzmei agree to work for more than six years? Is there a parsha of Nirza? Is there Hanukkah? And could be, Rabbi be Moisley Shifcha Knaz? Rabbi said, yeah. Tanakhama said, no. Be'etzim, it's not mentioned anywhere in the Torah regarding the Meicher Atzmai. Open up Parashas Bahar, where the Torah talks about the Meicher doesn't say any of that. So based on that, you would think, L'chaira, no. Rabbi said, yeah. Pshan Rabbi Lazar for sure is Yalav Sacher Sacher. He holds Gzair It sounds like Tanakhama probably doesn't hold the Gzair And the Gemara thought, this must be. The Gemara knew there was such a Tanah. He's probably the Tanah. Tanakhama, whoever he is, he's probably the Tanah. But the Gemara said, it's not Muchach. Who said it? Rav Tavyoimi, in the name of the great Abaya. And he says, no, it could be that the Tanakam really holds of the Gzair Shava. Each one has a miyot in the parish of Makhru Bezden to teach me that it only relates to the Makhru Bezden. It does not relate to the Moichar Atzvi. So if it's not the Tanakam of that Braiso, who is the Tano? Says the Gemara, hi Tano, it's the following Tano. Tano will learn to Says in the Torah, V'yotso me'imach, hu uban of imoy, v'shavel mishpachtoi, so where does it say this? So the location, location, location of these psukim matter, because it gives you a lot of insight as to what specifically we're referring to, and all of the punchline in these sugyas is in the nuance. So this pasik is in Parshas Bahar. It's Perachav Hei, it's Pasik Mem Aleph. So again, how did Parshas Bahar begin? We're talking about a moicher atzmei. He should work for you until yoyvel. And then he, by yoyvel, will leave. So he'll have the right to go home. So Rebbe ben Yaakov in this b'raisa is trying to figure out that last pasuk. Which Evid is it referring to? Now, the general context is the Evid Ivri that was Moicher Atzmoy to a year. But Rabbi Lezim ben Yaakov still is not sure that that's what this Pasuk means. Why? So let's see it inside. Om Rabbi Lezim ben Yaakov, what exactly is the Pasuk referring to? Ibn Moicher Atzmoy isn't referring to a Moicher Atzmoy, which is certainly what it sounds like it's referring to. Harek Faramor. It was already mentioned. Meaning, where did it say it? The Pasuk right before that. The very, very Pasuk before that said, So the next Pasuk, This is as redundant as it gets. It's two Pasukim in succession that are saying the same thing. Maybe it's talking about a Nirtza. And maybe the Pasuk is coming to tell me that a Nirtza goes home when it's your I know that from somewhere else. Where? So Rashi says, the Gemara is going to explain. But that's mentioned somewhere else. So by process of elimination, it must be that what's this Pasuk talking about? It's talking about a Machru Bezden. He was sold two, three years before Yoyvel. Meaning we know the Machru Bezden goes out after six years. But 
What about if Yovel comes in Mitten Derenen, right, two to three years after he was sold? So from this Pasuk we learn, that Yovel takes him out. So ironically, with all the Psukim that talk about the Machrubet, it doesn't say anywhere that he goes out by Yovel. It says it by the Nirza, we'll have to figure out where, and it says it, Pamayim, regarding David Ibi, that was Meicharatzma, but it doesn't say it anywhere by the Machru Bezdin. Said Rabbi Lezben Yaakov in Abraisa, oh, the extra mention in the parish of Meicharatzma is coming to teach Meicharu Bezdin goes after Yehovah. What's the Gemara's kasha? Gevaldik. If Rabbi Lezben Yaakov holds the Gzeresh of Sochr Sochr, why do I need an extra pasik? Nelev Sochr Sochr. Just like there's so many halachas by Meicharu Bezdin that I learned from there to Meicharatzma, First, I think if there'd be one pasik by Machar Atzmai and it'd be Malamid a little bit to Machru Besnin, Elamai must be Rabbi Lezmi Yaakov. doesn't hold it. Ah, you found your Tana. You know the Tana is? It's Rabbi Lezmi Yaakov. Well, not just a Tana. Mishnah's Rabbi Lezmi Yaakov is Kavanaki. This is Grada Rabbi Lezmi Yaakov in a Brice and not in a Mishnah. But the bottom line is, is that you have here your Tana. Om Rab Nechem by Yitzchak. Rab Nachem by Yitzchak heard this Shmuyus. And he said, I'm not masking. Well, I'll tell you, Yalav Sacher Sacher. Maybe Rabbi Yaakov also held of Sacher Sacher. It's the At the same time, I needed a bazunder repasik to teach me that a machru bezin goes up by Yehovah. What? So good. I mean, I would have thought, Meicher Asmi did of the surah. A Meicher Asmi didn't do an aver, right? So therefore, if he sells himself three years before Yehovah, he's going to get out early because. Of Yoivel. Avamachru bezin the Avari Snuro, but a Machar bezin that did an Isser. What was the Isser? Rashi says he was a Ganev. He stole. And that's why he was sold into slavery in the first place. Say, Ema Nikta, say, maybe there'd be a Knas. This guy has to work six years. You can't get out with less than six years. Meaning, Yoivel gets you out before your term is complete. Maybe that's good for a Macharatzma, but maybe a Machru bezin because it's Machmas Isser. So therefore, you would have had a Kasha on the Gzei and it's because it is Kasha. I need a Bazundar Apostle to tell me that that's not the way it is. That's the Kamash one. Omar so in the Gemara's discussion of trying to figure out what this Pasuk is referring to, the second Pasuk that says that Nebuchadnezzar goes out by Yoival, that's mentioned in the parish of Nebuchadnezzar, that's Machar Atzmoy. What was the Pasuk again? So we're trying to figure out what this Pasuk is referring to. So we said, Machar Atzmoy, I don't need to be for that. Nirza, Harik Faram, or it says already Nirza. So the Gemara wants to know, where does it say that a Nirza goes out by Yoival? So the Gemara says like this, Tetanyo, it's based on another b'risa. The Pasuk says, V'shaftem Now this Pasuk is interesting, because this Pasuk is not in any of the parashiyas of Davodim. It's in Perech in Sefer Vayikra, which is Parashat Bahar, which is where the second of the three parashiyas of Davodim are, but it's earlier in the parasha. It's when the Torah is talking about Yovel generally, and the Torah says, V'kidash Nemesh when a year turns 50. In the Pasik, none of Avadim, of Yoival. So a Sif Kotan in Hilchas Yoival, which of course it is, is that, that Vishaftem Ish, a man goes home, the Ish El Mishpachtoi Tashuvu. So that Pasik is coming to be Marba. On Evan, obviously, that's going to go free. So says the Bryce, so who's that? Right? 
Where was the Kfar Amor? It was the extra mention. It was the superfluous bossing. must be talking about a Nirza who had his uh, drilling done to him two to three years before. It's coming to teach me that Yoival is Moitzi. Says Vigimara, my mashma. Now, what's the Gemara's kasha, my mashma? The Gemara's kasha is, where do you see in that Pasuk that it's talking about a, a nirza? And really, if you look in the Rishonim, there's a little bit of oymik in the Gemara's kasha. Because really, what emerges is that there are three psukim in the Torah that say that an evit goes free by Yoivel. Two by the Meicher and one in the parish of Yoivel. There's only one of them that we know for sure what it's referring to. That's the Meicher You have the extra Pasuk by the Meicher You don't need an extra Pasuk. And then you have the Pasuk by the nirza. And the way the Gemara understands it Two brises. The way the Gemara understands it is that the extra pasuk by Meicher is referring to Machru Bez. And the pasuk in the parish of Yoival is referring to a Nirza. So the Gemara's kasha, my mash is mechetesi. How do you know that the extra pasuk by the Meicher is referring to the Machru Bez? Maybe it's about the Nirza. And how do you know the pasuk that is talking in the parish of Yoival is talking about the Nirza? Maybe it's talking about the... Meaning, the Gemara is not being mefakvik in the halacha. We know how to allocate these three psukim. But the question is, do it this way. Maybe do it that way. So the Gemara says, It's based on the following Pasek. Because the Pasek says, it said twice the word ish. And we learned from here, What's a halacha in Avadim that's only Negei and ish? A man, but it's not Negei and ish. Right? We saw earlier that it's Dafti Negei and ish. So that passage that says ish, ish, I know it's not ish. That must be talking about Nirza, as opposed to this halacha of a... The extra pasik by the macharatzmoy that is talking about the machru bezin. the So I need it, says the Gemara, an extra pasik to know that a machru bezin goes out by yovel, and an extra pasik to tell me that a nirtza goes out by yovel. Right? Turns out we have two extra psukim that we're darshan. We figured out what we're darshan them for, and we even know exactly how to channel them. But the question now is, what do I need to? Let it just say that a nirza, and I would know machru bezin. Let it say machru bezin, I would know nirza. So the Gemara says gishmak. I need both. Yes, I machru bezin. I always say machru bezin. I would have told me shlomdum Maybe a machru bezin. He goes through by yovel because he never finished his term. That counterintuitive. But the nirza who is matas he finished his term, and here's the punchline. And he said, I want to go weiter. Oh, you want to go weiter? Eimenikna say, no problem. You're going to go weiter. So maybe we would give him a kaz. Yes, I mean, a nirza. And, and I only know nirza. I would have told me, Shum David Leishesh. He already did his uh, six years. So maybe he goes out. He didn't work six years. at Maybe you need a minimum of six years. It's for that reason I need both. And the war goes weiter. So we just said that a nirza goes out by Yoifel. How do I know that? It says, And where does it say this? It says this in the parasha of Avod, of Yoifel. There's another Pasuk, really, that says something similar regarding the Nerza. This Pasuk everybody knows. Now, sounds like the Nerza, it's going to work forever. Everyone knows, it's not forever, it means Yoivel. How do you know that? You know the rest of the story. It's because in the parish of Yoivel, the Torah says that the Nurza goes out free. It says, ish, right? 
it's referring specifically to the Nerza. So at the end of the day, then, there's really two psukim that are saying that the uh, Nerza goes out by Yoival. which has to mean Yoival, and Veshaftem, which means Yoival. So it's a little confusing. Why do I have these two psukim? So the Gemara said, Itzrach Lemichta Veshaftem, the Itzrach Lemichta Vlepti, because if Lelem had only said Lelem Havamid Lelem Amish, that's easy. If it would have only said Lelem, I would have thought literally forever, because if Lelem Havamid I need Veshaftem, because if Lelem Havamid and I only said Veshaftem Havamid, I would have thought Hechad Lelem Havamid Sheish. Maybe the only time he goes free by Yoivals when he didn't work six years. But if he already worked six years, maybe the second part of his term shouldn't be more chomer than the first part of his term. And being that he already had his sheish, so maybe he has to for sure do another full six years after the nirtzah. And that's how I know that must mean the bottom line is, is I need the two psukim to be able to learn these two ha-lachis. Zok So again, we set out on a journey. And the journey was to try to figure out who is the Tana, the loyal of Sacher Sacher. Who's the Mandama that doesn't hold of Sacher Sacher? First, I thought it was the Tana Kama, the Bryce with Rebbe Lazar. That didn't work out. Then we said maybe it's Rebbe Leazar ben Yaakov. That didn't work out. So again, who is the Tana? Elaman Tana, the loyal of Sacher Sacher. Who is the Tana that doesn't hold of Sacher Sacher? So the Gemara says, Rebbe, it's Rebbe. We learned in a Braisa. Now, before we see this Braisa, because this is going to be Malavos until the end of the daf, we have to revisit for a minute the third of the three parashas of Avadim that I mentioned in Parashas Bahar. So we said Parashas Bahar is made up of three segments, all talking about Avadim. David Ivri, that was Machar Atzmai. David Ivri, that was sold to an Kechavim. I'm sorry, the Eved Knani. And number three, the Avedimri that was sold to an Avi Kechav. When the Torah talks about that Avedimri that was sold to an Avi Kechav, the Torah is very, very wordy. And it's those words that are going to really be the background to Amit Beis. So the passage says, So you're going to have a Ger Toshav, but your brother, unfortunately, is Mach. And then, this Avedimri is going to be sold to the Ger Toshav. If this happens, try to bail him out. What does this mean? Right? These are all uh, Arias. These are relatives. So the Mishpach is supposed to Come and they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do. And Hilchestaka, always has a ketima. It's a pasuk in the Torah. Or if he comes up with the money himself, vinigal, that also is going to work. Now, the pasuk says when you make the cheshboinus, you should be vechishav, right? Don't just say, I'm buying him out, make a cheshbon, how much did he work, reimburse, if there were more years, if there were less years, figure it all out. And then the pasuk says at the very, very end, and if he's not going to redeem in this way, then he should go free by Yoivel, him together with his family. So the Braisa is going to discuss this last Pasek. And again, we're talking about the that was sold to who? He was sold to an Oivet Koychavim. Rabbi says, You see from here that this is the only way out. 
So if it didn't happen this way, if nobody redeemed him, his family just let him out. So then in that situation, he is going to go out by Yoyim, but there's no other way out. What other way would you have thought? Sheishanim. I mean, that works, right? So says Rebbe, that you see from here, says Rebbe, because you would have thought, you can make a Kavachimer. We haven't had a Kavachimer in like a whole daf. An evidently that's sold to a yid who's not nigel be'ela. He doesn't have this fancy parish of doy doy ben doy doy. Yet he is nigel b'sheish. Zeshin nigel be'ela. Then evidently that's nimker to an avikah chavim who is nigel be'ela. In addition, nigel b'sheish certainly he should be nigel b'sheish. Talmud loymar. It's for that reason the Torah had to say be'ela be'ela who nigel the a nigel b'sheish that he's only nigel be'ela but he's not nigel b'sheish. What's the gemara's kasha? What's up to it? Our sugev is all kedaitach. Now if you're going to tell me yalef sacher sacher, if you're going to tell me. That is Xerah Shabbat called Sacha Sacha. My Kamar, why did Rabbi say, Umami Sheinu Nigel Be'ela? That, uh, Evidivri, that's sold to a yid, you have to hold top here, is not Nigel in the way that the Evidivri, that's sold to the Evidivri, Chavim is Nigel. Nailif Sacher Sacher, we shall learn Sacher Sacher, meaning Rabbi in his Shtikl Torah is presupposing that an Evidivri that's Nigel, that's Nimkar to a Guy, he has the parish of ben He has the parish of Gula, as opposed to an Evidivi that's sold to a yid, he doesn't have the parish of Gula. And it makes sense. It doesn't say it anywhere in that parish. There's a whole bunch of different types of yitzis, but Gula, they cry them, etc. That's not something that's mentioned. But the Gemara's kasha is if there's a Gzeir Sacher Sacher, why not Darshan the Gzeir Sacher Sacher? Now, before you look in Rashi, you can't even read the words. Wow. The Gzeir Sacher Sacher was a Gzeir between the Evidivi that was. Sold to a yid, Ayyadeh Bezdin, versus an Abedivri that was sold to a yid because he decided to sell himself. That's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about an Evi that was sold to a yid versus an Abedivri that was sold to a guy. So, my Indian Shemitah, Eitzel Harsina, it's in the same parish as Bahar. Right? My, the two have nothing to do with each other. So, you have to look at Rashi. So, Rashi says, Nail of Sacher Sacher, let's learn Gu'ulas Kroivim, Linimkali Yisrael, Minimkali Yisrael, Kaychavim. Because if you look in the parish, it also says, It says the word socher there too. Meaning, if there's a gzeir shavah, socher, between the two Evid Ivries that were sold to a yid, there has to be a gzeir And for some, even though it's not the same gzeir shavah, right? It's the other kicha kicha. It's not the same gzeir shavah. But at the same time, if you hold of one Sacher Sacher, you're boxing, you're forcing Meshubah to hold of the other Sacher Sacher as well. So, Freik. The Gemara, if Rebbe holds of Sacher Sacher, so the whole premise of his Kalvachaymer and his Torah falls off. And if that's the case, Muzdoch Zayn, that Rebbe doesn't hold of the Gzayr Shah. So here's your time. You're trying to find man high tattered loyal of Sacher Sacher. You just found the time. I'll tell you, Rebbe does hold of Sacher Sacher. Over here it's different. And the reason it's different over here is the Amakra, Yigolenu Lozev, Eloy There's a special miyot, similar to the whole spirit of the first part of the Dach. There's a miyot that says specifically that only a Nimker Lo'ovit Kechavim has Geulas Kreivim, as opposed to if he was Nimker to Yisrael, he doesn't have Geulas Kreivim. And because that one is Mefurish not, even though he holds it the Xerish of Sacher Sacher, that in and of itself is not going to have any impact. Thus, you can't bring any rayas from Rebbe. Says the Gemara, Uman Tana, the Polygolet, the Rebbe. Who is the Tana that argues with Rebbe? So, we say Rebbe. 
it sounds like there are others that were chalkim with Rabbi. So the question is, who is the one that's chalik with Rabbi? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosi Haglili, Rabbi Akiva. You want to know who the Tanoim that argue with Rabbi are? It's Rabbi Yosi Haglili. You know, we're going to stop here. So we're going to stop here a little prematurely, and we'll speak out a little bit of raid. It's either we finish it off or we speak out raid. So, uh, of course, it's a Sunday. So, Pashit. Uh, so as it relates to Ray, this was a real short stop. Going back to, we might regret this tomorrow, but going back to, no Ray the rest of the week, no, going back to the end of yesterday's daf, where we discussed Ashes Elio. Let's make a quick recap on what we talked about. We mentioned that the Darke Moshe and Evan Ezra Semen Yudzayim, and the Beit Shmuel and Evan Ezra Semen Yudzayim, they both quote Gewaldige uh, Ha'ara from the Chumas Hadashim, who said that Eliyoh Novi, who never died, but rather he went to Shemayim Basa'ara. And Rabbi Shul ben Levi, at the Gemara says, and then the Perakamadar, entered Ganeidan alive. Their wives were muttered to get married. Meaning, even though technically they never died, Kim Mois they're alive, wherever they are, but at the same time, said the Chumas Hadashen, their wives would be free to get married. And the reason is, says the Beishmu, because Eishes Ish, Amar Achmana, Veloy Eishes Malach. So that although it's true that Elion Navi never died, but he became a Malach. And although it's true, Abishur Malavi never died, but he became a Malach. And because they became Malachim, so it's for that reason, it's for that reason, said the Chumas Hadashen, their Mufka from Ishus, and therefore their wives would be allowed to get married. Now, last night we spoke out some of the elementary lumbus in terms of understanding the Trumas Hadashen. Number one, it's very nice that Elion Novi became a Malach after he was married, but he was married already. So, Uhura, once he's married, had his becoming a Malach later somehow caused the Ishus to go away. Meaning, if he was a Malach when he wanted to get married, okay, you'll tell me, Kikach Ish, Foloi Malach. But Eliyahu Novi got married when he was in Ish. It was only later that he became married. So, how is it that the marriage is Nifka? So, Mechaschinuch asks this Kasha Mitzvah Reish Gimel, and he tells Surashi Yavamas Bamtas on the days that any time you have a situation where it's like Tafsi Bok Kedushin, if that situation would come about during the term of a marriage, the marriage, the Ishus, would be Paka. So being that Ish, Feloi Malach, to the extent that he became an Ish at some later point, you have the Drash of Ish, Feloi Malach, and for that reason, Elio Novi's marriage is not a marriage, and therefore Ishus Elio was going to be Mutter. The other Kasha that we spoke about last night was Rabbi Chonin's Kasha, Rabbi Chaim Briska's Kasha, and we set over the Kasha from the name of the Zedan Mechaschinuch in this Sefer called Sefer Yoshua, and that is that if there's a new drasha that the Truma Sadeshin sounds like he was Mechadish, that's called Eishnes Ish, Veloi Eishnes Malach, then why does the Gemara on Dafyud Gimel Amid Beis go through all the Akuli Upshuri to try to find the Makar? How you know that when a man dies, the woman is Kainas Atzma B'misa Sabah? L'chur, if the man died, so she's not an Eishnes Ish anymore because he's a mace. So just like we darshin Eishnes Ish, Veloi Eishnes Malach, wouldn't it seem reasonable to say that Eishnes Ish Veloi Eishes Hamez. So we spoke after Abchaim and Stencils. The Abchaim said, Vaistois, no. Vaistois, a mace is not Mufka from Ishus. A Malach, yeah, is Mufka from Ishus. But a mace is not Mufka from Ishus. Ishus can survive marriage, it can survive death. 
And it's for that reason, the fact itself that the man died would not be a seba that the marriage itself should be terminated and that the she should be kind as atzma. Narvas, two drushes that we learn from there that Misa itself is makna the isha back to herself. But in terms of the fact that he died, that in of itself wouldn't be happening. But then we ended with a ha'ara. The ara that we ended was that it's to do with the chasam soif to answer the shoyal's murder, Gekasha said that Elio Navi, we know, left this world. He didn't die in the conventional way. We also know that Elio Navi appears. Different tzaddikim, there's gemaras, tonot Elio. So we know Elio Navi comes back. Chasam Soifer said that you have to know that when Elio Navi comes back, he can come back in one of two ways. He says, Ushmar is that this is your soy, you have to know when you learn the sugi of Elio Navi. He says, sometimes Elio Navi comes begufa. And when Eliyahu Navi comes begufai, harayu keish, and he's chayv in all mitzvahs in the Torah. And that's Shad and Erevin Mem Gimel regarding Tchumen, and Bob Nesir Kuf Yudalid regarding Eliyahu Navi being a koyin and being a tamal amesim. But sometimes Eliyahu Navi doesn't come as a guf, he comes as a neshama. And when he comes as a neshama, he's a malach. And a malach is not chayv in mitzvahs. And that's why Eliyahu Navi is able to come to two bris milas on Shabbos, even though they're chutz l'tchum, because that Eliyahu that comes is Eliyahu the malach. Eliyahu the malach is not chayv in mitzvahs. And that's why Eliyahu Navi can go to every Leil Seder, even though he's going outside of the tchum. The terrorist says, because that gili Eliyahu, that his kalus, that manifestation is the malach. And the malach is takin chayv in mitzvahs. But Eliyahu, here's the point. Pa'amim ish, it sounds like from the Chsam Soifer, and Pa'amim Malachs. If that's the case, the Aro was. So why is it so posh that HSLEO all of a sudden is just free to go get married? What happens when Eliyahu Navi comes back? When he comes back, maybe now it should be Chayzer and Nev, the Ishos, and we should say that right now he's an Ish, she's married to an Ish, she got married to him, he was an Ish, so maybe she should be a regular Ishos Ish. So what are you going to tell me? That Every time he becomes a malach, it's paka the ishus. So now, if she was going to become an ishus ish all over again, you would need a new marriage. So for that, we shteltsu the Birke Yosef, the chida in Simon Yud Zayin, who brings from the Knesset Sagdoila that Rab Zera, where the Gemara says, "Come, Rabbi Shachtel, Rab Zera," and then he came back to Tchias Amesim. Reb did not have to be Mekadosh's wife again. Because even though the Koinus Atzma of a Misa Sabal, but the Rega, he comes back, now there's no Misa Sabal anymore. And at this point, we would say that he's here, and as a result, he's married to the Hall. What do you see from there? That even though Misa is Mafkia, but at the same time, if he comes back, you don't have the Afka of Misa anymore. So Luchur, if that's the case, then why should it be different if Elio Novi? is going to come back now, but Tyrus Ish, although in the interim period, he was a Malach, and Eishness Ish, for Eishness Malach, but now he came back, and Abdifali came back, so now ready to be different. So we said, V'yesh Liash. And the truth is, a lot of Aras you can say. One Aara, Rabbi Yanki Tainid, and I think it's very, very clear, and that is Reb Chaim's Chilagufa. Reb Chaim said that a Malach is Mufka from Ishus Lagamri, as opposed to a mace is not Mufka from Ishus. So it could be that when El- Yo, Anavi becomes a Malach. So right now he has no Ishus at all. There's zero Ishus. So if there's zero Ishus, now he comes back with Tyrus Ish. Now you have to be Mechadash Ishus again. However, when Rabzeira died, even though the Kainas Atzma B'mis about, but the Ishus was still there. Because that was Rabchayim. That you see this Ishus that survives death. And being that Ishus survives death, so it comes out. Maybe there's Epis and Ishus there that you can work with. And therefore you don't have to create Ishus all over again. Another Sephari that maybe you could say is that. A Vifel Reb came back alive, it's a glory Muslim afraid that the Misa wasn't the Misa, that a person is Kainas Asma of Misa Abal. Kainas Asma of Misa Abal is the Taich that if the Misa is Kemois Kaladam, but 
once it was Igloi Muslim afraid, the Reb came back. So it comes out that Misa wasn't Kamois Kaladim. A regular person that dies doesn't come back. One day, But Namal, that's not the way it works. This was a, a, an incredible miracle that took place that Reb was able to come back. So Igloi Milsa, that it wasn't of a Kainas Atzma Misa Sabal, because that's a Kamois Kaladim, as opposed to this type of Misa. But I'll tell you something else, and I gotta think this is Emes, and that is the Beis Shmuel, when he quotes. The Trumas Hadeshen, the Beis Shmuel says that the Trumas Hadeshen said that Eishes Leo was mutter. Why? Because Eishes Ish Amar Achmana, Veloy Eishes Malach. If you look up the Trumas Hadeshen inside, the Trumas Hadeshen obviously says what the Beis Shmuel is saying. Beis Shmuel is not quote, misquoting the Trumas Hadeshen, but he says it a little bit differently. The Beis Shmuel, the Trumas Hadeshen says, "Quote." I'm skipping the middle of a paragraph. Hachanami Yesh Loimar Eishes Reiyu Asura. The Trumas Hadeshen didn't say Eishas Ish, Veloy Eishas Malach. The Trumas Hadeshen said Eishas Rei Eyu, Veloy Eishas Malach. And the truth is, why would the Trumas Hadeshen have darshan the word Rei Eyu? Wouldn't it make sense to darshan the word Ish? Kiyikach Ish, right? It's Ish, Ish, Ish. It's true, it says Rei Eyu in one of the parshias of an Eishas Ish. But why are you darshaning Rei Eyu? Lachar would make more sense to darshan the word ish. But I think there's a fundamental difference between ish and re'eyo. Ish means you're a man. If you're not a man, like in today's stuff, we had ish isha. The definition of ish is the bistamench. Re'eyo means your peer. P-E-E-R, right? It means your peer. So for example, you find re'eyo sometimes is memayit hektish. You find re'eyo sometimes is memayit anavikechavim. A rasha sometimes is not called re'eyo. The word re'eyu means that we're peers, we're compadres, right? We're somewhat shava v'shava. We're me'inyan le'inyan ba'isa inyan. That's the taich of re'eyu. It could be Eliyoh Navi when he comes betoyres ish, is an ish. He's chayv v'mitzvah, the chsam soifah said. So if he's chayv v'mitzvah, mechetes, he shouldn't have ishos. I hear you could say a chilik maybe, but the Pashtas would be very glad to say that he's an ish. Over any person that has the ability to go like this and all of a sudden become a malach, re'eyu he's not. So the drasha was never ish. The drasha was reyeyu. The Beis Shmuel said ish. But look at the Trumas Hadeshen. Trumas Hadeshen says reyeyu. I think it's Emes. So it's ish, it's reyeyu, it's true when he comes right now. So you want to know if he's chayven tefillin, are you an ish? You're chayven tefillin. Oh, but you want to know if you're shaykh the ishus? You have to be a reyeyu for that. And ish is reyeyu, I'm an achmon of a loyeyu, it's malach. Maybe that's the Trumas Hadeshen. But I just want to speak out one other ha'ara. Then again, the shmuz. And that is, everyone knows. Gemara Masech, the Shabbos, Tapei, Zayin, Amen Aleph. Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu did three things Midaitai, the Hiskim HaKadosh Baruch Hu One of the three things that Moshe Rabbeinu did was he was Pairish Me'ishtah. That was the Siba for the Lashon Hara that Miriam spoke. Al-Oydos Ha'isha Kushis Ha'ashalokach Ki'isha Kushis Lokach That's mentioned at the end of Parashas Baha'aloyska. So here's the question. When Moshe Rabbeinu was Pairish Me'ishtai, did he divorce his wife? Moshe Rabbeinu gave his wife a get? Or they were married. He was just Pairish. He wasn't a kind the mitzvah of Oina. What's Pashup Shah? It's not a fancy question. Moshe Rabbeinu was Pairish Me'ishtai. Everybody knows that. What was the nature of him being Pairish Me'ishtai? He gave his wife a get. He terminated his marriage. He was no longer married to Tzapayra. Or, of course, they were married. He was just poirish in the sense that he wasn't a kind of mitzvah of Oina. 
The truth is, it's a Mephurisha Taisfis. Taisfis is a Mesechtis Yavamis, in Perik Abba Yavimtai, Daf Samach Bezam and Aleph. Tais over there discusses this Indian of Moshe Rabbeinu being Purish Me Ishtai, and Toich Dvarev, listen to one line of Taisfis. It says, Taisfis, Nasa Kavachemer Ve'atzmai, Ve'asala Oil Bifnei Atzma, and he made for her her own tent, Oi Nasan Logat, or he gave her again. So Tais himself wasn't sure. Tais had a suffix. Tais had two stardom. Did Moshe Rabbeinu terminate his marriage, or did he not terminate his marriage? So Moshe Rabbeinu, during all those years that they were in the Midbar, is Moshe Rabbeinu married or is he not married? It sounds like it's a Shiloh in Taisvis. According to one day in Taisvis, he's married. Of course he's married. 100% that eating the Shabbos this together. He was just Pirish from the mitzvah of Ayuna. According to another day in Taisvis, no, they weren't living together. She's a regular Grusha with all the dinim of uh, Grusha. Maybe she married somebody else. I don't know. But al Kopanim, it's a... Shiloh, it's two days in Taisvis. We can maybe say a Dover Chadosh. And that is the Rambam in Hilchis Yisoyde Atayra, Perik Zayin Halachavav. So the Rambam is discussing the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he appears in, in contrast, Nevuah is Moshe, from the Nevuah of Shar Hanavim. Aspaklaya Hamira, Panim Al Panim, says the Rambam Taich of Holomadata. This is after his whole arichos. You learn from here. Shekol anevim. Kishanavu mistalekes chayzrim lahalom. Umoichim rabbeinu loichazar lahaloi. Lefichach perish menoisha. Even though that's the part that's negated what we're discussing. It's not the punchline. V'nikshar adaytoi betzura olamim. V'loy nistalek ha'hoid me'olav lo'olam. V'koran orponov. And then the Rambam says v'niskadish k'maloch. So when the Rambam talks about Moishim Rabbeinu, the Rambam says that Moishim Rabbeinu became so Kaddish that he was literally Neskadish Kemalachim. Then this is the Marsha in Chedushe Agadis. This is in the end of the first parak of Masech Tesaita. Taf Yud Gimel Amid Beis. So the Gemara says that no one knows where Moishim Rabbeinu was buried. Right? Layada Ishes Kfurasai. That famous Agoy Sabach that says, why does no one know where Moshe Rabbeinu was buried? Because if you would know where Moshe Rabbeinu was buried, you'd be able to go to his caver, you would dive in, and you'd be able to pile any Yeshua that you want. This is Mamish, the number one Maharmachim that there is, that talks about the Koyach of, of Kivrei Sadikim and what a person could be piled over there. But the bottom line is, the Gemara says, no one knows where he's buried. And then the Gemara tells an interesting story. They, the mouth of the Kechavim, they once decided that we're going to search, we're going to hunt, we're going to try to find the cave of Moshe Rabbeinu. They couldn't find it. And there were people that were standing here, they thought it was near, and then they were standing here, they thought it was near. It was one big tumble. So what's going on over here? Says the Marshot. I'll tell you the Oymik Advarim. The reason nobody was able to find the Kfur of Moshe Rabbeinu is, Tikvar Nase Moshe Gam Dava Ruchni Kamalach. It's because Moshe Rabbeinu, while he was alive, he became a Dava Ruchni. He became a Malach. Kemoshe Ksiv, the Pasik says, Lechem Loyochal, Upirish Menoisha, Alkein Gam Bemoisoi. Therefore, after he died, Kufoi Shenikba Nichsha Ruchni. His guf remained Ruchni. She'ein lo'i geder v'mokim. It's not toifes any mokim. Ve'in lamed al-mokoy me'amayuchadoy. And therefore it was impossible to find. You know why? Because it was Ruchni, his guf. And Ruchni is not toifes mokim. You can't see Ruchni. And as a result, you can't find it. So the reason they couldn't find it is because azav is because his body became a dvar Ruchni kemalach. Moshe Rabbeinu's gevar na'malach. And because Moshe Rabbeinu's gevar na'malach, so it's for that reason that you couldn't find it. It's you do what the Medrash says in the beginning of Parashas, V'zoy Sabrocha. V'zoy Sabrocha, Asher Berach Moshe, 
Isha Elohim. So the Medrash has different pshatim. What it means, Isha Elohim? Says the Gemara, Davaracha, Mao Isha Elohim. Rav Oven said, Michetzia Ulamata Ish. Michetzia Ulamata. Moit Shabbana was an Ish. Michetzia Ulamaila. So the reason he's called Isha Elohim is because he's both. Moit Rabbeinu was a Chetzi Ish. He was a Chetzia Elohim. Michetzia Ulamata. He was an Ish. We once spoke out from a sefer called Eish Das. This sefer Eish Das, a few Eish Dases, but this sefer Eish Das was written by a Yid whose name was Ramosha Halevi Rubinstein. This sefer in Brisk is a famous sefer, and the reason is, I believe, that it's the only sefer that was written on Agadah that the Reb Chaim Brisk gave a Haskama on. And my understanding is the Reb Chaim used to say that to give a Haskama on a Halacha sefer, on a Lundus sefer, he was willing to give. Rebchan gave a lot of askamas, and he had no problem giving a askam on such a sefer. Why? Because let's say the person said the wrong shot in the Rajba. Okay, so he said the wrong shot in the Rajba. But he said when it comes to Agoda and Ashkafa, then you have to be very, very careful. Because if a person has the wrong Ashkafas, it can mamish be Meshabashin, and it could be a terrible Khurban. So Rebchan was very, very careful. He didn't give askamas on any sefer that was a Hashkafa sefer. The one exception was from this Yid. And this Yid gave us, wrote a sefer, and he brought it to Rebchan. Rebchan gave him a askama on the sefer. So this is a very, very chosh of a sefer. And that sefer, he says that everybody knows that there's a big mavucha. Nobody knows what exactly was the chet of the Meimeriva. Right? Nobody can figure it out. And there's so many different shatim. Right? There's a Maisa that a chassid once went to his rebbe and he said, you know, he was learning the sugi of the Meimeriva and all the Rishonim and the Achroinim and the Chsidish Asfarim and the Poiskim and the, everybody has a different shot. So it sounds like Maisha Rabbeinu did 500 Averis because everyone has a nice shot. So the rebbe told him, no, you have it all wrong. He says, if the Avera was clear, if it was black and white, you'd know what the Avera is. The Territ says it was so subtle, it was so dark, it could be 500 different Mahalchem. So it shows you whatever the Avera was, it was very, very insignificant. But the bottom line is, there's a big tumult. One of the great mysteries is, what was the Chet of the Meimeriva? So this Yid, Ramosha Levi Rubinstein, he said, what's the vart? Why is it that nobody can figure out what the Avera was? He said, because Moshe Avera, we know, was Michetzio Lamata Ish, but Michetzio Lamaila was Elohim. He said, the Chet of the Meim Meriva happened in the Chetzio Lamaila of Moshe Avera. And being that it happened in the Tzad Malach, it's not something that has any Asaga. It's not something that we could be typhus at all. And that's why no one knows what happened. Because the Chet happened. In the Chetzia Ulamayla of Moshe Rabbeinu. I'll tell you one other Maramachim, which is also Nifla in the Vel. And that is the Shvus Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reisher. This is a Tshuva in Shail's Tshuva Shvus Yaakov. It's a Chela Galif. It's Simon Tzadik Aleph. So the Shail, who the Shvus Yaakov referred to as his Mechotin, which brings us back a little bit, uh, you know, the last raid by the Mesech is getting up, but so uh, he's, he says Mechotin, and he says, my Mechotin asked me three Shailas, his name was Rapunzian, and he asked me three Shailas all in Divri Agadah. Now, the rest of the story is, we know the Shvus Yaakov is also the Ion Yaakov, the Pirish and Yaakov. So the Shvus Yaakov is a Marad Agadah, right? There's certain Achroinim that were known as Marad Agadah, the Marshah, and the Maral, and one of them is the Shvus Yaakov, through his Pirish and Yaakov. So the Mechotin asked him three Shailas in, in Agadato. So he answers all three questions very nicely. And at the end, he says, Vishlishi, let me answer the third question. What was the third question? There's a Medrash. This Medrash is in Parshas Kisisa. The Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim by Yishon, and he was there for 40 days and for 40 nights. And the Pasuk says, Lechem lo yochalti, yomayim lo yishosizi, right, and eat and drink. He mabesh had nothing. Frek the medrash, v'chi efshalei v'odam liyos mem yoyim beloi meichel and mishta. How's it possible? How could a person be 40 days beloi meichel beloi mishta? Zok the medrash, Rav Tanchuma b'shem Rabbi Lothar, barebi ovin b'shem Rav Neiroimer. Ha-moshal, I'll explain to you what a-moshal. People sometimes say, there's an adage, 
Azlis lekarto halech benimusar. Which in English means when in Rome, act like a Roman, right? So if you go to a place where nobody eats, don't eat. This is the answer. So the question was, how come Moshe Rabbeinu will be 40 days or 40 nights in Shemaim and not eat? So the Medrash says, it traces itself back to Rameir. Mishamais Rameir, Batlum Moshe Mishalom. So Rameir says, Oslis Lakarta, Halech Beni Musel. That if you ever go to a city, you should try to. Fi- so the Machutin asked the Shvaz Yaakov, how did that answer the question? The question is, how do you go 40 days without eating? That was the question. How is this possible? So the Shvaz Yaakov answered back, Dover Nifla Venoira Adlamoy. Said the Shvaz Yaakov, you understand the Medrash. You know what the Kasha was? The Medrash knows how Moshe Rabbeinu was able to go 40 days and 40 nights without eating in Shemayim. But Moshe Rabbeinu was given a Malach, and because he was a Malach, he didn't have to eat. The Kasha was after the 40 days and 40 nights, Moshe Rabbeinu came back down, and now he sat down, he was not a regular person. It's like the Medrash, then how was he able to start eating? And the answer was, when in Rome, you act like a Roman. And being that Moshe Rabbeinu was drinking with people, therefore he's eating. Like the Malachim, when they came to Avram Avinu, they ate. So that's how this was Shaya. Because really, Moshe Rabbeinu became a Malach. And he became an Ishmaelite kid. The question of the Medrash was, How was he able to be when he came back there? But Al Kapana, what comes out from all this raid? Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shamayim. When he was all of the modern, he went 40 days and 40 nights without eating. He became a malach mamish. He became a malach. So if that's the case, let's do a little bit of math. When was Moshe Rabbeinu perish meyishtai? When did it happen? When in Moshe Rabbeinu's life did he realize that maybe the right thing to do is to separate from his wife? So it's the first Gemara. The Gemara says, My darash, what was his cheshman? Also kavachem ibatzma. He made a kavachem. Uma Yisrael. Shloi dibr shchinimam elashach. As the kavachem is man. Omer toiv heyun nechayinim. Shloi shus yom ematik shalisha. When Moshe Rabbeinu heard the Eibushta say, Yidin, you're about to be mekabel the Torah. You're going to all witness. You're going to have nevuah by yourselves. You're going to hear a noichi v'loyelacham mipi akvura. So you need to make shnor al tikshalisha. So he made a kavachem. One time, they have to be, I'll teach Shalisha, me who I speak all the time, Allah has come of a camel. So it was, that, it was Mamish right before Matan Torah. That's when he was Parish Meishta. The Gemara says, Where do you find that the Ebeshta was masking? Because right after Moshe Rabbeinu receives the Torah, Hashem tells Moshe, and tell everybody to go back home. You stay with me, you don't go back home. This is the Makar that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be Parish Meishta. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do afterwards? Moshe Rabbeinu was all the Rakia, and he was Makabal the Torah. When Moshe Rabbeinu was all the Rakia to be Makabal the Torah, he became a Malach. Shumas Adeshin said, Eishas Ish or Eishas Re'eyu, Veloi Eishas Malach. If that's the case, I think it's partial Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't married. Either he wasn't married because when he was not the Kabbalah of Be'atzmah, a few days before Mantaira, like Toshua says in his second side, he gave again. Or. Three days later, he was all Rakia and he became a Malachi anyways, wasn't married. But the bottom line is, if Moshe Rabbeinu became a Malach, without a question, and it's Mavur in the Chumas Adeshen, Eishas Reyeyu, Veloi Eishas Malach, so if that's the case, Yesh Loimar, maybe, Mimon of Shach, Moshe Rabbeinu was not married. Either Moshe Rabbeinu was not married because he gave a get, she was Koines Atzmo, Beget, or Moshe Rabbeinu was not married because he became a Malach, and a Malach is Mufka from Ishos. 
Maybe that would explain some of the oymek and why Taki was Pirish Meishtoi. Well, sure, they made a Kabbalah but it's even more than that because Mamish, in that Rega, again, he did it by himself, Fares Gavarna Malach. Oh, but at the end of the day, he immediately became a Malach, and that in of itself was Gaira Pish Meishtoi, which is something, if you look in the Lashonis of the Rishonim, maybe there's, there's Makim to say that in a very stark Oifim. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, it would come out that of Shach, this is the way it would be. So this morning I was discussing this with Yedidi. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Weinberg, and he told me that it could be there's a chilek, and a very, very glad chilek. Meaning, it could be there's an apkemina between the Shem Malach of Eliyahu Novi and the Shem Malach of Moshe Rabbeinu. Eliyahu Novi's Shem Malach, we spoke about from the Chassam Soif and Chilek Vav, is that his neshama literally parts from his gof, and it goes up to Shemayim, and it's Oymenu Mishares, it's Mamish a Malach. Moshe Rabbeinu never became a Malach in that sense. Moshe Rabbeinu still had a guf. His guf became Ruchni. In fact, the Oistruk of Moshe Rabbeinu Shem Malach in the Torah is, Moshe was what? Isho Elohim. He's Elohim, but he's also Ish. however you want to say it. But the bottom line is, Moshe Rabbeinu is an Ish. As an Ish, Elohim. Abra Ish, he is. The Torah is made that he's an Ish. So it could be when we say Ishes Malach, that's talking about a, a Malach, that's Taka Malach in the conventional sense. That's a Malach, that's a Neshama. A Malach, that's cool in Neshama, that's the way it's going to be. But a Zasrat Malach, maybe not. Then it says, if you look at the Loshan of the Truma Sadeshan, Hachinami Yeshloim, Ishes Reyeu, Asur, Vlayeshes Malach, Shekulon Ruchni, Vloy Gufni. They're, they're, all they are is Ruchni, Snitok and Guf. Yeah, Eliyahu Novi, when he's a Malach, is not Gufni. Yeah, the Kasha was. What about when he has a Guf? Good. We spoke about that. But Moch Rabbeinu was Kulay Ruchni, but he was also Gufni. And because Moch Rabbeinu, Agami was Ruchni, but he was also Gufni, so that's already different. And as a result, could be this, Ramea Simcha, Ishtaltsu, in Parashat Yisroi, he talks about Moch Rabbeinu, when he went up to Makabal the Torah, so the Malachim saw him, and they said, Malu Yulud Isha Beinenu. And Ramea Simcha over there says that even though it's Mavur that Moch Rabbeinu was Nasala, as Gvarna Malach, oh, but the gather of his Shem Malach was that he was a Gufni, that was the oistrok. says that in the beginning, when Hashem reveals himself to Moshe the first time, it's Shal His guf was, was, was not ruchni, it was gashmi, it was gufni. But then he came to the point where Yulud Isha was able to be in Shemayim. He was still the Yulud Isha. Right? You find Moshe Rabbeinu did have Misa. There was no Misa by Eliyahu So it could be, although it's true, you find this Indian of Malach, but maybe we have to say a Two, we have two dinam Eliyahu and maybe we have two dinam over here as well, as it relates to uh, understanding what the drosha of Ish or Re'eyu Malach is. Maybe it would only apply to the Malach of Eliyahu Novi. Maybe it wouldn't apply to the Malach of Moshe Rabbeinu. I'll just tell you one interesting postscript. So we're talking so much about Ish's Eliyahu. This is one of the most famous uh, pilpulim and yonim and ideas that you'll ever find. But I'll tell you something interesting that I saw in the Sefer HaMaspik from Rabbeinu Avram ben Arambam. He says this Masich Lefitumai and he's talking about different Nevi'im and he says heavy idea that Eliyoh Novi and his Talmud Elisha never got married. So this whole shmuz of Eishas Eliyoh whether she's mother or she's mother never happened. This is Mamish Litein Tzchar Darish Vekibol Tzchar if there's ever been a Sugya which is Darish Vekibol Tzchar but after all that it never was Eishas Eliyahu. Eliyahu, I never, never, it's a Chiddush. Can Eliyahu not, not get married? What happened to the first mitzvah in the Torah? But definitely a very interesting postscript.
to some classic yeshiva charade.